Hello and welcome to the State News Sports Roundtable. I'm your host, Eli McCallan, and today I'm joined by Enterprise reporter Jana Bardall, Administration reporter Wendy Guzman to discuss the Big Ten's decision to postpone fall sports. So how are you guys doing after this really rough choice that we had to live through? It's been a busy Monday and Tuesday for sure. Um, lots of unknowns, but it seems like the whole summer's been like that. So doing the best that I can. What about you guys? Um, for me, I guess it's just one of the other things that is getting going to be different, you know, coming into the fall. So definitely not good news to have, but we all kind of saw it coming. So got to live with it. Yeah, I just... It's been a rough time. I mean, like, it's like we haven't had any college sports since March. And then, like, we kind of got to the point, like, where we were getting into July, and I was kind of like, yeah, this ain't looking good. And then when it happened, it's I was kind of numb at first, but now it's really starting to set in that, like, not going to have that and how weird that is, like, on a campus, how weird it's going to be. Um, but we're obviously going to get into that. So first, let me recap a wild week that it was last week for college sports. So after a few days of rumors spreading around all over Twitter, it was reported on Sunday and Monday that the Big Ten was heading towards canceling fall sports. Uh, radio host Dan Patrick reported that there was a 12-2 vote with Nebraska and Iowa being the only no's. Um, after the rumors, the players started the We Want to Play movement that coaches and even some politicians began to join in. Um, in that movement, a call for the players to unionize was also made, and that that was a big revelation at the time. And um, then on Tuesday, um, they even, um, like Tuesday evening, Big Ten moved to cancel fall sports. It became official, and it, I think reality kind of set in. Um, Jaina, I'll start with you. I mean, your reaction to that news and kind of where you're kind of feeling at this time right now. I mean, yeah, it's definitely upsetting. I, I wouldn't say surprising, but it's just been frustrating, the whole process and the, the, the thought process and just how much has changed in such little time. I mean, last week they came out, the Big Ten came out with the in-conference schedule, and now they're like, oh, never mind, we're canceling. And then we were going two days straight of just Twitter filled with, like, I have two sources telling me this, more sources telling me this, just sources everywhere. And we didn't, didn't have a definitive answer. And I, I, I'm all about breaking the story. Like if you can get that reliable source, but it, it just felt like we were writing a story into existence before we heard anything from the big 10. So, I mean, their official decision, it was obviously expected and, and not surprising, but I don't think it'll really like hit me and like, or hit anyone honestly, until we're back on campus and, kind of realizing what it's like, especially for football, but, but with the nonprofit sports as well, just to not have any kind of activity like that on campus. Um, it's going to be a lot different. So yeah, my initial reaction is, I like you said earlier, you're still kind of numb, I would say. I realize they're not happening, but I don't know what to expect with it not happening. No, your text into the chat, I think it was yesterday in our sports chat, where you were like, if I see one more source to say on my Twitter, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> like, that was how I was feeling, too, because, like, yeah. we'd go onto Twitter, and it was just, like, every second there was a new revelation, it seemed like, and there was a mm -hmm. new outlook or a new look on it. And then it was looking like all of a sudden, instead of, like, they were like, oh, well, maybe instead of going to spring, maybe they'll delay to September 26th or October 1st or something. And it was like, 
okay, are we actually getting to cancel this now or what's happening? And then it just, it was a long weekend trying to figure out what was actually happening. And then there were so many differing opinions. I think like back in March, that was the one thing we didn't have when March Madness got canceled. Everyone was like, okay, it sucks, but like, we don't know anything right now. So it's probably a good idea. And then we get into, you know, September and or August here. And then there's so many, we've seen so many voices in the, from the players to coaches to athletic directors, presidents, whatever, so many different reactions to it and feelings. So it's been a really long time, but Wendy as someone who's kind of outside of the sports reporter realm. I'm curious. And then more, it's like from a fan aspect, like your reaction to this as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty safely on news Twitter, so that was still an overwhelming part of it, that and then, like, Biden's BP announcement. So my Twitter for, like, the past couple days was just all that. My roommate, like, sent me, like, a screenshot of, like, a news app that sent a notification that said, it was, like, Sunday night, that said that sources were saying the stuff about the voting, and I was like, don't pay attention to it. I was like, trust me. I was like, when it happens, I will let you know. Like, don't, like... Like sure, it's probably true, but let's 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 stop for right now. Um, but every it's one of those things that everyone is upset about. Like, you don't have to like sports or like be a sports reporter to enjoy going to a football tailgate or like just sitting in the student section. So it's really gonna change what like you know just being in college and being at MSU is like because it's such a you know big part of our school. For us who have already kind of experienced that and then like incoming freshmen who haven't like won't even get a chance to do it for the first time. It definitely sucks because college sports, especially football, unlike any other sports league or whatever you want to look at, it just has the atmosphere is so important. I mean, like, there's not a sport where the atmosphere, when you have the band going, you have the chants going, you have people doing, like, and all that, like, the tailgates, the, like, all of that's gone. And it's so, it's just going to be such an odd way. But Wendy, the reason we wanted to bring you on today was also as our administration reporter, you maybe would have an inside look at in what this means for Michigan State Athletics or a little bit in terms of the program and also the university. Um, so first, Bill Beekman, who's our athletic director, said that the school stands to lose approximately 80 to $85 million in revenue with the loss of a football season. So what, in your mind, what would an $85 million loss do to the university? Yeah, I mean, so I guess for a little bit of background, the budget for, like, intercollegiate athletics is separate from the university's general fund. So it kind of pays for itself. Mm-hmm. So where you're losing money is within the athletics itself. So if you're losing that much money, the, you know, there's not much money for more athletic things, if that makes sense. So that's where, like, the idea of potentially cutting programs and things like that comes about. Okay. So like the impact of that loss, like how much money is that in terms of like the overall budget for the athletics? Like how much is $85 million in terms of the entire budget here? So, so like the university as a whole, like for their 2021 fiscal year budget, they were anticipating to lose like $52 million. I think it was in revenue from last year to this year. And that's just on their budget. That's not other things. But within that would be athletics. And they, um, in t- for the 2020 fiscal year, which it, which just ended, they it was the budget for athletics was 139.7 
million in revenue, and they were anticipating for 2021, which has just started, to be 128.7, which is an $11 million drop, which I had talked to you about that before. Mm-hmm. That was already a big drop in money. So now with the additional, additional like, 80 to 85 from, like, that, the original, like, 39 from two years ago, whatever, it would go down to 59.7 or, like, 54.7 million. So that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of money lost. And that's just, you know, with football. So if it has to get to the point where, like, basketball is canceled, that's another thing. Because football makes more money than basketball, but... Mm-hmm. Either way, still a lot of money. <laughs> it just seems like this is like a nightmare scenario because I think like, yes, like the athletic program now is probably going to have to make some cuts and some things now going forward without with if and that's even if we do play in the spring. But like the other thing that's about this, too, that I was th- that someone I forget who was talking about. I mean, like college towns, this is a huge loss for them, too, for like East Lansing, Ann Arbor. Madison, Wisconsin, Columbus, wherever you want to go. Um, I think it was, I forget the amount, but I mean, it was hundreds of millions of dollars. Someone said that it brings into Ann Arbor in a year and that without it is going to be a huge loss for these like bars, restaurants, all these, you know, all these businesses in the area too. But what do you think we could see in terms from, of cuts from either the athletic department or the university going forward? Um, I think they're probably going to end up in the same gist of what they've been doing, you know, calling, cutting staff and faculty cut wages. I know, you know, the head coaches and Kobe uh, Eichmann got, like, a really big cut. Wouldn't be surprised if maybe they got another one a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they won't do that to them. But also, one thing that I think about is, like, well, there's no more, no sports, you know, that need – you know, people like staff that do like smaller things now. So what happens to those people with those jobs? I guess they're not getting paid for it because, I mean, like you can't do the job and there's not when it's something that pays for itself. If the thing isn't happening, there's no way to pay these people. And like, mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I just have no idea how that's going to work out, but not, not a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So- something else I think that, scares me too and I don't really understand is obviously the Big Ten announced that you know players still retain their scholarship um, eligibility so like where's all that money coming from confuses mm-hmm. me a lot um, I don't get that so. yeah when I was looking into it the scholarships basically are paid by the money that the athletic programs make so that's like how students get paid student athletes get paid their tuition so that's another thing that I was like, wait, but if they're still, you know, getting that scholarship, where's the money from? It's definitely going to be interesting to see how the scholarships go now, because once I think like this spring, when we're talking about that, like obviously college basketball players did not get the extra year of eligibility, but the spring athletes did. But a lot of your spring athletes aren't on full ride scholarships like football and basketball are. And now, and then how many also, like, there was a question, like, okay, how many seniors are going to want to return for baseball, for track, for whatever at that point? But now for football, for a lot of these kids who are maybe like a Naquan Jones, who's a senior defensive tackle, or um, an Antoine Simmons, or somebody like that who's trying to fight for, to get drafted in the NFL, um, this upcoming draft in the spring, like, they want to go out and play. So they're probably going to take that extra year of eligibility and 
that's a lot of money that they're going to have to pay with a full ride scholarship. I think that's absolutely a really like important part of this. It's going to be really interesting to see how they do that going forward. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Wendy, on the administration side was um, about President Stanley, who ultimately was the one on Michigan State's behalf to make that final vote. I think I probably know where he stood on where he made that final vote, but do you have any like insight on maybe where that final vote went on Stanley's behalf? Yeah, I mean, I think we're in, we got very lucky that, you know, just last year we got a new president who happens to have a background as a physician specializing in infectious diseases because, you know, corona happened. So we are very lucky on that part that a lot of the decisions that have been going around because of corona that the university has had to make that, you know, we have him as a background because that's kind of his stuff. So I wasn't surprised to know I feel like that he voted you know for no season it it's a very obvious decision that he would make he was like he was the first like public university in Michigan to pull the trigger Mm -hmm. on spring classes going online too so makes makes a lot of sense from Stanley (laughs) for sure I I think it was fairly obvious from his background that that's probably where they went and I also if I remember right I think Michigan's president is also has a medical background as well if i remember correctly and there's quite a few in the big 10 i think ohio state's getting a new president minnesota just got a new one recently too michigan state also with a new president i mean i mean i I think it's pretty obvious i think we're all very glad that we did not have you know this have to make this decision a year ago when angler was still in charge because that would have been probably an absolute disaster but i mean like it is a hard decision for him to make because like you like we said earlier nobody wants to see college football and fall college sports not happen but ultimately that decision at some point had to be made like you know i don't think stanley was rooting for losing 80 to 85 million dollars in revenue but like it is it is interesting to know that more than likely that stanley did vote to say yeah we shouldn't do this um Hopefully we do get some more clarity on that because it sounded like Nebraska and Iowa may have been fighting it. And we definitely know Nebraska was fighting it because Scott Frost and their athletic director were both very disappointed in their decision and are discussing possibly trying to still play somehow, maybe even trying to leave the Big Ten, which I I mean, would be a very long, legal and very argumentative battle. And there's a lot of money and contracts involved. So I think that'd be a big thing to try to get into, but the situation woman is not worth going through that hassle. I mean, they're getting, I forget the exact number, but it's, I mean, they get guaranteed TV money every year. And then for them to get out of those contracts with Fox, Big Ten Network, like the TV money that they would have to get out of. And then, I mean, it'd just be a disaster. It would be an ultimate disaster. And then it's just, it's unbelievable. It's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out over the coming couple of weeks. Um, but I want to also discuss the sports side of here, obviously, and um, I want to start with like this decision making process over the past few months here, Jaina. I mean, like, there's been a lot of blame thrown around, you know, whether it's someone's been at the sports media, which I mean, it's been fairly ridiculous on that end. But you know, there's been blame thrown at the NCEA, the you know, the conferences, the all these different places. I mean, do you have do you have an opinion on maybe where this blame should be thrown? at this point, Jaina? I mean, I think in this whole pandemic as a whole, you can't blame anything or anyone specifically because it's all fluid. No one has gone through this before. You know, there's there's no right answer because we've never made it through, I guess. Um, 
But I think that the the thing that frustrated me the most was just, I feel like there were so many months to kind of think about this. And then it kind of felt like it was all happening in two days. And besides that, it was, the decision was very broad where it said, we're postponing until the spring, where they've had these football players and other fall athletes come to campus, have been testing you know, they've court, they had to quarantine when like outbreaks would happen. And they've, they've been trying to, they've been practicing like in the safest way that they can for the past couple weeks. And now the conference is kind of like, okay, actually just the spring, but not really with another definitive plan. And you would, you would hope that they would try to come up with something in the spring so they could better prepare for that than they were obviously prepared for this decision right now for the fall. So I don't necessarily think there's any specific blame to put anywhere, but I think that there needs to be more, there needs to be more of a proactive outlook on how it's actually going to work in the spring, because it's easy to say postpone sports to the spring, but there's a lot more logistics there that is difficult because then how do you recover for the fall season, that same calendar year? How do you, how do you have the money for that if you didn't make the money in the fall from football and from the fall sports? So hopefully I don't, I don't want to say blame, but yeah, I hope that the conferences learn that they need to be a little more proactive and try to come up with a plan, even just a fluid plan, but something that they can, they can make a goal for, because I think it's, I don't want to run into the same problem when we're discussing spring sports as well. Yeah, I think I'm kind of on the same boat with you. I think there's a lot of ways you could go with this. I think at the start, like, I mean, our country has not gotten a handle on the virus. I think that's one thing that's very clear. And you can throw a blame at a lot of people for that one, whether that be the federal government or people not wearing masks, people not social distancing, whatever you want to be. But then also, like, it seems like, you know, for the first time in a long time back in March, the NCAA finally, like, made a big decision on their own and was like, we're going to cancel and shut down March Madness. And that was a huge deal at the time because, well, not only did we shut down March Madness and how big of a deal that was, but it was also like the NCAA, like for the longest time, delegated on so much. And it was like, oh, well, maybe they'll do something. And then after that, they kind of just threw their hands up and said, we're not going to do anything. And they literally just delegated to the individual divisions. And then the divisions at that point said, conferences, you make your own choice. And now we have even this entire summer when nobody's been, I mean, Yes, there have been discussions. Yes, there. I'm sure they've been talking to medical officials and they've been talking to people. But it's like we seemingly got to August and all of a sudden we were just like, oh, we're supposed to be starting practice now. Do we have a plan? And then all of a sudden we had all these discussions that we probably we should have been having back in May when we knew the virus was still going to be a problem come September. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating to me when like no, none of this was – like there was no decision making. There was no discussions of like real merit being had. There was a report from Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports who said that when the Michi- when the Big Ten athletic directors got together, they first then started discussing like, oh well, what happens if we have to post college football po- or postpone college football to the spring? And it was like we're just now having this discussion in August when we probably should have been having this a long time ago. It, it just seemed like there was a, like a real lack of leadership and no real decisions being made. It just seemed like everyone is making their own decision. And now we're seeing that with the conferences being totally split up. We have the big 10 and pac 12 saying they're not going to the sec saying, how dare you cancel? Let's go, let's play football. And then you have the big 12 and ACC who are also following suit with the sec saying that they still want to play. 
and we'll see how that ends up going in the f- upcoming weeks here. They have, I think all of them are starting September 26th, somewhere in there is when they're planning to play. Um, I mean, we have a month and a half until then. We'll see if that actually happens. But, I mean, the lack of leadership has been really, like, apparent and really um, disappointing. And the other thing I think that's been disappointing to me, and we'll talk about the players here in a second, is also the players not having a voice in this until the last few days. I mean, the players were basically saying, we don't have a seat at the table in this discussion, and we're the ones putting our life on the line here. And they said, and they came out, like, we want to play. And a bunch of them wanted to play. There were some who were opting out and some who were saying they were on the fence, but they were like, if you make us feel safe, we'll come out and we'll play. And unfortunately there was no plans put together. And then we got to August and we had to come up with a safety plan and we didn't have one. So that's why this decision had to be made. But I mean, it's disappointing. For sure. I think the thing that scares me the most about it too is I in a way feel like this decision makes it that much harder to resume spring sports because nothing from the aftermath of the pandemic is not going to go from like quarantine to thousands of people at a concert, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be baby steps. So, I mean, I'm not saying it was the wrong decision to cancel fall sports. I think it's the safe decision, but also I, I wish there was some kind of like baby step happening because now I'm I'm scared that in the spring it's going to be that much harder to make the leap to postponing to doing first of all to doing sports in the spring second of all to doing both fall and spring sports at the same exact time in the spring so that's something also that scares me and I agree um I think that the players voices need to be listened to more because there were a lot of differing opinions with them but th- yeah they're the people playing so they they should have more of a voice as well it was just the, I think, and I'll hit on it again, just the overall lack of leadership is kind of why we're here on so many levels when it comes to the NCAA, the Big Ten. Trying to contain this pandemic from a government standpoint did not go well. We're among one of the worst in the world, like, right now. And it's just, it's that's why we have to make all these safety protocols to go ahead with this. But, I mean, it just feels like we had, they had all this time. And then it just got to the point in August where they had to shove everything together and try to make a decision. And then they didn't start talking to the players until August. And it's just, they had all these concerns. And then at the end of the day, the Big Ten had to make that decision. At the end of the day, I, it's unfortunate, but they probably didn't have another choice. Um, it's just going to be really interesting. But obviously one of the um, last things we'll kind of get to when it comes to sports before we do something fun to kind of wrap up the pod, because this has just been so depressing. I had to do something fun here at the end. Um, obviously this affects Michigan State's football program too. And as Mel Tucker t- tries to start his new era here for Michigan State football. And I mean, they're kind of stuck. I mean, he's stuck. I mean, he leaves Colorado, he comes to Michigan State, and now he can't really get anything going because, I mean, he's a new coach and he's trying to do recruiting and all these things. And it's kind of hard to do that in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, Jana, what do you think this means now for Coach Tucker and the Michigan State football program going forward? I mean, it's, I don't want to say, I mean, they're definitely all devastated and they want to play, but it also, I mean, could have like, it could lead Tucker to maybe a more successful season because obviously if they played in the fall, he was kind of going in blind, not really knowing a lot of the players, not really getting a lot of time to watch them practice, things like that. So 
it gives him more time to rebuild and get to know his players and figure out how he wants to run the team and who his who his stars are going to be but it's it's definitely devastating for them and I think it's it's difficult when you don't even know when you're going to play to kind of plan for a season have the motivation to go out and practice every day when you're not even sure if you're going to be able to play and do the goals that you've already set for yourself it's just a really bad like I mean when Tucker took over I mean the narrative was when he first was hired was like because when D'Antonio retired it was like why is he retiring in February why didn't he do it after the bowl game in December and there was like he's so late he's gonna start so late and then now that there's a pandemic he's been delayed for another six months yeah. if not until December now or even further depending on what happens and it's I mean, I I cannot think of someone who has to deal with a worse situation from a coach standpoint than Coach Tucker and these new head coaches at any level at this point. I mean, I really can't think of a more worse situation because now when it comes to recruiting, like, I maybe it's just me thinking this way, but if, like, I'm a recruit and I'm sitting there, I'm I'm wanting to go to a place right now where I feel like things are the most normal and most stabilized – and something, and like, I don't know that a new coach really does that for me. I want to go into a program that's new, that's like been doing it for years, and I feel safe at and feel like things are stable. And unfortunately for Tucker, it's never going to feel that way because they haven't seen him on the field. And it's going to yeah. be really interesting to see whenever he does take the field. I mean, there's going to be a lot of anticipation for it now, but it's going to be a wild time. I mean, I'm ready for it. I'll be excited when college football comes back, but I, this, is just, this just sucks. Yeah, really I mean, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can watch college football in the spring, but also that would be so crazy, like all the sports going on at that time. And then also, you know, these football players are playing their season in the spring and then they're playing their fall season, what, three, two, two three months later. So, you know, how do you train the incoming freshman class and how do you make sure your recruiting class is full, things like that. There's a lot of questions that come along with it. And Obviously, in this situation, you can't bear on the unknown questions, but there's just a lot of things that will be very interesting to watch if spring football does happen. I think it's really funny because the last thing when March Madness happened, I told my dad, like, let's get ready for May Mayhem. And it's like for March Madness. I mean, it's just crazy to think how far we've come. We came from a spot like when March Madness was canceled. It was like, oh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Like, well, you know, and then now it's like, okay, we might not be back to normal until, like, January. Like, it's just, it's so sad. But let's try to cheer ourselves up here because I, this is just too sad for me anymore to try to act like things are just awful. So we're going to, we're all going to be back on campus soon. So I decided to put together a game for us called, or, well, it's a pretty simple game, Would You Rather MSU Edition. So I've got five would-you-rather moments. You have to tell me what which one you would rather do. It's pretty simple. So the first few, are the first um, couple are more warm-ups, and they get more funny as they go on. So for the first one, <laughs> would you rather for your last – so this is for your last meal before you would eat, before you would die is the first question. Would you rather eat at Brody or at Landon Hall? Jaina, I'll start with you. Um, I would have to say Brody because I never ate at Landon. I, I stayed in Acres Dining Hall as 
as bad as some people might say it is, I I loved my East neighborhood. Um, but I ventured to Brody sometimes, so I would say Brody. I I have to say before we get into Wendy's, like Acres was just like I loved Acres. People hated on it all the time, and it was great. I did too. I loved Acres too. It was yeah. Great. I loved it there. <laughs> crowded but it was nice to have company <laughs> yeah i don't know if now i'd want to be in a dining hall but you will see what time goes on wendy what where would you rather eat yeah i mean i i think it's funny that you brought this argument back mm-hmm. but um shout out brendan well, i'm definitely <laughs> i'm definitely a, a a landon now in this thing i I think I'm a little more adventurous with the things I like to eat, and Brody's a very good picky eater location. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Landon just because I think they have the freshest hummus. So that's <laughs> of the little of the of the of those stations. That's just one of the notable things. But it's always like a like a feast. Like it feels like you're at a steakhouse, but like obviously like the dorm like what's dining hall like version of that that's that's how i would say <laughs> that's fair i think i have to go with brody like jana said i like i feel like if i'm for my last meal i don't know what i'm gonna want to have that day so if like i show up to brody like i know i'm gonna have like 80 options right like i know i'm gonna have a ton of options if i go to landon i might not like what's there so i'm gonna go to brody that's that's the way i sit on this one so next one for this fall, would you rather ride the Catabus during the pandemic from Hubbard all the way to Brody or walk? <laughs> Wendy, I'll start with you. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, I feel like the Catam might like not have very many people on it, so... I might, I might, I might risk it all and go for the catabus. I've, I've ridden my bike from Hubbard to Brody before, and it was quite a hike. And I was mm-hmm. on a bike, which you know is usually a lot faster. No, that was that was painful. So I think I might have to risk it. Wear a mask, some gloves, and bring some hand sanitizer. And take the take the cata, thirty one. Yeah. So yeah, the thirty one <laughs> route would be from like that that courtyard, like in between, like. Hubbard and Acres, and then you have to take the 31 all the way to, so you're going down Grand River, and if there's traffic, you're going to have to sit in there for a while. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. Jano, how, how are you feeling on this one? Wait, so is it taking the bus or walking, like, during COVID right now? Mm-hmm. To, from that courtyard where that bus stop is, all the way to Brody. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Cata. I was never a big walker on campus. My roommates loved to walk. I never did. <laughs> um, yeah, it might not be as crowded. I'd, I'd bring my precautionary things. Um, it is risky with the Grand River Drive because, you know, there, there can be traffic there and then it takes a while. But at least that gets me like kind of halfway and I can hop off and walk then if I need it. So I'm going with the Canada. See, I'm going to walk like and, and this is so I have made that walk a couple different times now. It's like and it's honestly like not I mean, it is terrible. Like, I'll tell a story here. Like I 
I was covering women's soccer against Indiana, and it was over at uh, DeMartin. So that's basically over by Brody. It's like right down in that area. And there was a lightning delay, and it went on for like two and a half hours, and then they ended up canceling the game. And they didn't cancel. They didn't decide to cancel until like 1130. And it was still thunderstorming. So I ended up walking all the way back in a thunderstorm from DeMartin to Hubbard in a thunderstorm. So I'll do it in a pandemic, too. Like, I don't see a difference. <laughs> like, I just don't. Like, I... I I don't want to go on a catabus right now. Like, I just, there's certain things I just don't, I'm like, I don't need to. Because, like, I, like, when the pandemic was, like, when we first came back from, like, spring break and, like, the pandemic was kind of just getting started, there was a couple times where I was about to get on the catabus and I saw it was, like, one of those moments where they're, like, shutting the doors on people because there's not enough room. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going on that catabus. I just don't trust them right now. Like knowing the things I've seen there. So, um, next one is, would you rather, this is also another catabus question. So would you be rather, would you rather be hit by a catabus while riding a bike or have your leg slash ankle run over by someone riding a bike? I'll start with you, Wendy. I can repeat that. Oh, did it cut out? Um, a little, but I just don't think I understood what you said. Okay, I'll repeat it. So, would you rather be hit by a catabus while riding a bike, or be hit by by be run over by someone while they're riding a bike while you're walking? Um, if we consider all of the factors that would involve being hit by a catabus, I'm going to have to go with getting hit by the catabus because of the money you could get pursuing them, I think. And also just like you're on a bike, so maybe you're like, you're a little, got a little air, maybe you're, you, you land okay. <laughs> so maybe it won't be the worst. You can exaggerate your injury and collect some nice money from the lawsuit. That's my... <laughs> Jaina, where do you lie on this one? I'm going to go with the bike running over um, my ankle or leg because um, I'm a little nervous that, you know, the the um, attention that the bike running over my leg, it would get like five people's attention. But the Catabus accident is getting around like 200 <laughs> students for a while, you know, and I feel someone like I would be pretty stressed out. Someone in the state news group chat is like, someone got <laughs> got hit by a catabus. Someone go take pictures right yeah, now. Yeah, the news is coming. Everyone on that catabus, they're mad at me because they're late for class. You know, it's so, um, I, I feel like I would be less, you know, I'm, I'm worried about the people that um, that accident would attract. And, um, you know, the posts on bar stool and things like that, that would result. See, I'm with Wendy on this one. I, I just want to get the money if I, if I can sue him. Like if I get hit by a catabus, I've, and I've seen this happen. I was on a bus heading to my IM basketball game and I saw a kid who was riding a bike get hit by a catabus right in front of IM West. 
So, and this kid's bike, I don't, I still don't know how it happened. Like right in the middle of the bike, it like bent. I still don't know how that, how that happened, but like the kid was fine. So like, I'll be okay. I think, you know, like, and if I could (laughs) sue him for money too, like pay for my education, that sounds like a great move. Like, and for me, like I've done so many embarrassing things in public where I've like walked and slipped and fell like in the winter time or something like that. I'm, I'm ready to take the heat, put me on bar stool, put me on, put me on whatever. Like I'll go for it. I'll go viral. That's fine. <laughs> then you'll get verified. Maybe then I'll get verified on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like this, that would be a big moment for me. <laughs> All right. Number four, would you rather attend an East Lansing bar or a frat party right now? I'll start with Wendy. Oh, geez. That's really bad. Okay, like... <laughs> Please do not do either right now. <laughs> Try not to. <laughs> no, no one any of those. I don't know. Huh. I mean, I feel like just because they can more securely be like dominated by the government, you know, maybe a bar might be the best choice. You know, everyone's learned from the Harper's mistakes. So maybe they're actually going to try to, you know, be okay. Whereas like no one's telling the frat bros that want to party what they can or can't do. So maybe, maybe the bar is the better decision for to, in terms of safety. <laughs> Jaina? Yeah, I'm going to go with a bar. Sounds um, safer and more appealing for sure. Um, You know, the frat party is a little unpredictable. You don't know who's going to be there, how many people are going to be there, what's going to be there. So the bar for sure i would say in east i would like to be downtown east lansing at the bar i feel like your bar crowd is probably more safe about the coronavirus than your frat parties the people are going to that i feel like that's where this has to lie i think i'm with you guys i'd much rather like i i'd like to think that people have learned from harper's mistakes to at least like attempt to social distance at some like at some level um yeah i think i go with that one so this, in my opinion, was the hardest one, and I still don't even know if I have a full grip on what how I feel about this. And this is, would you rather be stuck at home with all online classes, but you get reduced tuition and college sports return, or be stuck in our current situation? Oh. Jaina, I'll start with you. So stuck at home, all online classes, but college sports. And reduced tuition. Well, isn't that kind of the... And reduced tuition. So obviously that answer, right? You have to stay in, the, your, in your home with, um, at your, in your hometown, not in East Lansing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. But with the college sports back, I think that would, you know sway my opinion i would i would have to say that because that'll be the what i miss the most i think okay wendy yeah i still i don't know like there is that 
maybe, you know, not having to pay as much, everything. But, like, living at home is so hard. <laughs> at least for me, it is. Like, I like, know, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have, like, children running around all day. Like, being able to find the time to even be, like, quiet and record this is, like, a miracle. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I mean... Would it just be for like for like the semester? <laughs> mm, I think it's got to be for the year. Ah, uh, oh! <laughs> I think it has to be for the year because, oh. like, if they're doing reduced tuition, they're not gonna do it for one and, and then not the other. Right. Oh shoot! I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll just stick to what we've got right now. I think Oof. I can. I couldn't stay home for a year. I couldn't do it. I as much as it would be hard for me to try and stay home for year one with like not being up back up in East Lansing, which will suck so much because I want to be back up in East Lansing really bad. But like also how bad my internet is here at my house. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do online classes for a full year and do state news work still. Like I need college sports. Like if I could get college sports back, I'd sacrifice it. I would sacrifice it. I'm kind of a Jada. I think, like, if we had college sports back, I, it would, like, if I can wake up on a Saturday and watch college game day and, like, st- start watching football at noon and then stay up till 2 in the morning watching, like, Pac-12 and Mountain West like I normally do in the fall, like, that would be just incredible. And I just, I can't miss out on that. I can't. But I'm I'm with you, Wendy, like, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm also in that same boat. Like I want to be back in East Lansing, but I, I think I just need college sports. Yeah. Understandable. I guess that's why I'm the admin reporter. <laughs> that's our differentiating factor. So it's true. Well, that's all we have for the podcast today. Um, I will appreciate you both coming on to discuss the, just very disappointing and very sad reality we face and then also doing these fun would you rathers thank you eli it was fun thank you for finally having me on the sports podcast yeah congratulations you are now becoming our fourth honorary sports bro for life you'll join so much (laughs) you'll join katie and Carly, Tessa, and now Wendy. Tessa got it for just editing these podcasts all the time. I think she deserves it. Then we'll also, Wendy is now added to that list. Again, thank you everybody for listening to us. This will be our last sports podcast of the summer, which is incredible. We'll see you back sometime this fall, probably sometime starting in September. So thank you for listening.